Earlier this week, I very unexpectedly was facing the prospect of what I would refer to as a complete upheaval, uh, a complete interruption of what I would call my status quo. And when I use that phrase, I realize there's uh, several different ways that I can describe this, but it essentially, for me anyway, in my own lived experience, has been when there is something that happens either externally, in most cases it's external, in some cases internally, that causes me to feel as though everything in my life, and, and, I, and I do want to point out that I am using the word it feels like, and I will get to that in just a moment, but it feels like everything in my life is getting ready to, or let's, let's say for instance, if somehow what, do, what I do fear comes to pass actually does so, then if I have a complete upheaval in my life, or one of the phrases I've heard used uh, you know, over the years has been for my, you know, something to upset my apple cart. Uh, and basically, I, I love that analogy because when I think of an apple cart, what I think of is there are essentially, uh, there are apples that are arranged in a certain way that uh, are actually able to balance uh, while it's being transported, while it's in motion, while there are external forces acting upon it. And then suddenly, out of the blue in some cases, sometimes it can be foreseen, sometimes not, there is a just a complete uh, upheaval of that balance. I am very quick to point out that what I was facing and what was going through my body and going, you know, what I was feeling emotionally and what was that? What was actually going on in my head? All of the thoughts and speculations about the fear that I was feeling, and the uncertainty, and the not really being willing to trust in the process of life to unfold the way that it does. There was a tremendous amount of clinging to that status quo, and I find that in situations like this. It is a real wake-up call. I'm certainly not advocating this for my, for myself or anyone else to have this happen. Uh, but it is one of those kind of what I'd refer to maybe as a fire drill. Uh, there is this, uh, this opportunity, should I take this and should I uh, embrace it, to be able to sit with these very unsettling emotions and the constant, incessant thinking that my mind is doing. All of the stories that I'm telling myself about what may come to pass or is, you know, has come to pass, uh, I suddenly can find myself completely locked in a trance of thought that is just seemingly ceaseless, seemingly never-ending. And I will admit it completely. I was there this earlier this week. Uh, it was very unexpected. It came literally out of the blue. I did not even see it coming. But and, and there again, I will say again that this what I was fearing to, the, to come to pass did not, at least at this point, has not. And I know that I can get into a whole lot of thought and speculation about, well, it hasn't come to pass yet, but it may later. So what do I do? How do I get myself prepared for this? How do I brace myself against this very, uh, you know, this possible, very upsetting upheaval in the balance of my life? And what I find is that what goes along with this, why it sometimes can be so jarring, why it sometimes can be so unsettling, is that even though I have, for over 30 years, have been on the lookout for 
any beliefs that I have that I'm holding on to about who I am, what I am doing in my life, what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. And over the years have let go of a lot of that. But I'm also very quick to say I haven't let go of all of it. There, As a human being, I don't know if I can ever completely let go of all of that. There is a, uh, a certain comfort level, a certain level of stasis that gets reached. And as humans, there, you know, a lot of this is also unconscious. And this gets really outside that my area of expertise in terms of talk. Not that I have an area of, of expertise in what I'm speaking of at all today. But that is something that is beyond what I can really add anything that, it, that I believe could be meaningful. Uh, what I would say, though, is that in this case... It, uh, in a situation like this, it gets things get very clear very quickly about what exactly I have been holding on to or what my guru always referred to as my stash, you know, the stuff that I don't really necessarily like to own up to. And these can be all kinds of attachments. It can be attachments to other people, attachments to things, to certain ways of seeing the world, certain beliefs that I might have about who I am and what I'm doing here and what this is all about and how I think that it is and how I think that it should be. And, it, and the list goes on and on. And I want to say with love, and I do want to, to speak the words because I am feeling this, that there is no judgment or shame for me for, you know, for being human in this way. And I certainly never want to judge others and don't judge others for their humanness. And this is part, you know, I can't say this is the case for everyone, but ultimately this is what it's been like for me to be a human being. And what has changed things, if, if things have changed at all for me over the past 30 years, has been that there has been the learning of a practice, the internalizing of mindfulness practice, so that whenever these very unsettling emotions, very disturbing emotions, when they begin to move through my body, and cause there to be this upheaval or something that doesn't feel good or something that is that is uh, affecting the equilibrium that is sometimes in many cases supported by my beliefs about what this is all about and when those beliefs get challenged and when I can see that I'm having these beliefs then I can realize that really what ends up happening here, the way I would sum this up is, and this is only through mindfulness practice that I've been able to get any glimpse at all of what I'm about to, to speak. And that is that when there, there is a threat to my status quo, when there is suddenly the possibility of complete upheaval or even partial upheaval in my life and in my circumstances and in my experiences, uh, whether that's physical, emotional, financial, uh, relational, whatever the case may be, that it is not just about what is happening on the surface. In other words, these things are suddenly changing, or maybe they're gradually changing, and my body and my mind and my heart react in a certain way. If my mind is really clinging to beliefs, if I'm really attached to those beliefs and need something to be a certain way and need to see myself in a certain way, there is going to be pain, both external and in some cases external. But what I find is that whenever there's a challenge to the status quo like this and any sort of possible change in it, that it is so much more than just what actually changes. 
there is so much more to this. And I will say this, there doesn't have to be. But what I find is in most cases, since I am human and I can only speak to my own experience and those experiences of others that I've spoken to about this subject, that what I find is, is there's so much of this that is what makes it hurt, so to speak, what makes it painful, what makes it so unbelievably disturbing in a lot of cases is not so much what changes. It's not so much about a balance. It's about, I realize that when the balance of anything gets affected and things change internally or externally, there sometimes can be a disturbance. But what I really am focusing on here is speaking about how there's some so much more of what makes this so painful and so challenging are my thoughts about it, my internal reactions that I have to the way that my body and my heart relate to what has suddenly changed or what is gradually changing, whatever the case may be. It is really, if I want to ease my own unnecessary suffering, the only thing that I can really do, the only thing that I really want to pay attention to is, first of all, in as much as I can, paying attention to my body and hearing and listening and hearing what those emotions are, not trying to name them, not even trying to analyze them or figure out where they came from or why they have arisen. But I essentially want to feel whatever it is that I'm feeling. And the sooner that I don't offer up any further resistance to those feelings, I know that that is really how these feelings will ultimately dissipate. The more that I brace against them, the more the way the more that I fight against them and deny them and run away from them or wish them away, the more these emotions will continue to intensify through the time and energy that I give them. And that's what feeds the thoughts in my mind. I can't say that that's a belief. That has just been what my experience has been. So it's not necessarily something that I'm saying is written in stone. It's just from where, where I have been and my perspective, this is usually how this occurs. And if I can just stay with and pay attention to what is going on in my mind as a result of feeling these emotions, I can simply pay attention. I can simply be aware. And the more that I do that, what naturally happens is that I can find that there will begin to emerge a little bit of perspective. I will be able to, at some point, if I continue to practice watching these thoughts, paying attention to them, not analyzing them, not trying to figure them out, not speculating about when they're going to go away and how long it's going that they're going to last, and, the, and, and not giving in to the worries and fears about whether these thoughts will consume me, so to speak. Uh, I'm not saying that literally, but although from a health standpoint, uh, that certainly can be valid over a period of time. If, I, if this becomes a, uh, a continued habit to spend most of my time uh, wrapped up in internal reactions and really giving a lot of time and energy to thoughts that feed these beliefs that keep me trapped in a place where I don't have any equal, any equilibrium at all. I don't have any perspective at all. I'm not able to even see that what I am telling myself is happening is only what I'm telling myself happening. I'm not saying that it's not happening. I'm not denying what is happening, but essentially so much of what is actually happening in 
in absolute reality gets filtered by what I, what's referred to as my relative reality. In other words, whatever it is that I am desiring to happen, whatever it is that I need to happen or want to happen, ultimately affects everything is compared to what it is that's desired. And that's what I'm ultimately telling myself that I'm lacking when I don't have that. So if I can just, even though I feel like I might be all over the place psychically and mentally and emotionally, and it may feel like I have no perspective whatsoever, the easiest thing for me to do is, and well, I shouldn't say the easiest, but the idea here is that the more that I practice returning back here, embracing all of these unsettling thoughts and emotions, the more that I sit with them and just let them do whatever it is that they're going to do, feel, you know, to feel whatever there is to feel, that the sooner that I get in a position where I decide and make the choice to be here, no matter how painful that it is, that is ultimately where I am finally able to naturally relax some. And when I say that, what I really mean is that the sooner I can get perspective and realize that what I'm telling myself is happening may be happening, but it may not be happening or it may not be as bad as I'm telling myself that it is and that I believe that it is. The only place for me to get this perspective, the only place for me to ultimately have any refuge whatsoever, and I know that the Buddha spoke uh, you know, quite often about being able to take refuge, and there, it's, it's a rather vast subject, but in this case I use that word to honor those teachings, that I can take refuge in my own ability to practice being here in the present moment, no matter how it feels, even if I feel like I have, I'm facing the prospect of a complete upheaval in my status or a change in my status quo, that my apple cart is possibly going to or has gotten completely overturned or the balance has been completely uh, upended, so to speak, then I know or interrupted in some way that I can still be here and that all I have to do is simply watch my thoughts. It's simple, but it is not easy. That I can just be here paying attention to whatever is going on without any need to fix it. I know the natural human tendency, for me at least, has been to, if something is painful, if I don't like the way something feels, if I don't like the thoughts that I'm having about it, I want to try to fix it. In some cases, there may be something externally that, or even internally that I can do to either fix it or possibly make it better. But in a lot of cases, what I'm doing is I'm just expending more time and energy fighting against something where I have don't have the control that I really want to believe that I have. And I know every situation is different, but I know that I will never be in a position to assess whether there's anything constructive that I could do and should do if I am completely wrapped up in a trance of thought and in constantly feeding these internal reactions which keep me completely emotionally and internally disturbed to the point that I really can't see anything clearly. And all I have to do is be here. There's no way to know how long it is that I will have to sit with these things that are uncomfortable. Sometimes it's, it is not easy. Sometimes it does not end quickly. But I know that I, they, it will never end as long as I am somewhere else 
uh, running away from it, trying to chase it away, trying to just do something for the sake of doing. And there, and I do want to say in my heart and mind, there's nothing wrong with doing. This is a lot about being. And part of being is that we experience these unsettling emotions, that there are things that do change and challenge our status quo or the balance of our lives. And that the more space I can create for myself to be however I am, however it is, both internally and externally, I have a much greater likelihood of being able to cope, of being able to be the best person that I can be, not from a judgmental standpoint or competing with anyone else, but simply to be the most compassionate human being that I can be, to be here and actually hear people and to respond to people and to be of service to people. And the only way that I can do that is when I can stay, when I can keep my heart open, even in the face of chaos, even in the face of difficulty, uh, even facing the prospect of a complete uh, upheaval and change in our status quo. I know that it is possible. I actually, and this has nothing to do with me, and I'm not speaking of this, that this is anything that is amazing about what I was able to get through this week because it really is all about the practice. All I did was make the simple choice, not the easy choice, but I made the simple choice to avail myself of this practice. And it's available to any of us. There is nothing special about me. I don't come into this life with any uh, uh, special gifts at all. The only thing that has changed anything for me has been the willingness to, to begin this practice decades ago and to continue to sustain this practice. And there's, there's not been any utopia. I've not found a utopia or a, nerv- a state of nirvana where things are not challenging or things are not difficult anymore. I admit that I, that I started this practice looking for those things. I just wanted to hurt less. I just wanted to suffer less. I wanted to find a way to alleviate the deep chronic depression that I was mired in for decades of my life. I wanted peace and stillness and quietness. And one of the things that I realized was that that's what I wanted. I did find some of that, and I still find some of that. But what I also want to be quick to say is that, unfortunately, there's no way for me to maintain that state uh, of nirvana. There's no way for me to perpetuate this utopia that most likely doesn't exist anywhere except in my mind. But in, in spite of that, what I have found is there is a tremendous and vast amount of peace and perspective that I have been, that, that has been made, that it's made itself available to me. I, I have not brought it into being. I have not made it, so to speak, or created it. It's always been here. It's just that I was busy being somewhere else overreacting to whatever was challenging my status quo, whatever was upsetting the balance of whatever beliefs I had about what this life is supposed to be and what is supposed to happen and who I'm supposed to be. It's all that peace has always been here and it always will be here. And I can't say that that's even a belief. That is just what I intuitively feel that I trust that process. There's no way for me to prove it and I'm not trying to defend it. It's just something that has made itself known to me. That's something that has made itself available to me and it's available to any of us that simply want to take the, uh, the time to, and take, you know, take and have the willingness to be here now and actually pay attention 
to what is going on in our minds. That it really, for me, has been the practice. And I can say, lastly, that this week was one of the most jarring episodes of me literally facing the prospect of everything turning upside down in my life. And I really struggled with it. And it really felt, it felt tremendously painful. I was incredibly confused and dazed and not really sure what it was I was going to do or even what I was doing. And I suddenly found I was at a loss for any, any idea about who I was or who I needed to be. It just hurt so much. And the only way that I was able to get through that was not to make it go away, not to push it away, not to deny it, but to actually feel it. And I've heard the saying before, the phrase, the only way out is through. And that is literally what happened with me this week. And the only way I could make it through is to continue to practice mindfulness.